Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. We are recording this backstage of Curious Design Yatra 2019. Today I have Dina Amin with us on Audio Gan. She is a BA in Industrial Design from Malaysia. Uh, Dina likes to work at the intersection of various disciplines. After discovering her love for stop animation, Dina founded Tinker Studio, where she produces stop motion videos for diverse clients and companies around the world. Today we will try and understand her views on consumerism, uh, insights about product design, and the process of using stop motion to communicate her thoughts. So thank you Dina for giving your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh so yeah I've just labeled it as like trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah I've got five questions and let's see how you want to just uh, share your thought process and okay. the work which you have done. Sure. Um so as per my understanding what constitutes uh, garbage is like highly subjective. I mean with some individuals or societies tending uh to discard things uh feel different while some preserve them right mm-hmm. so uh how do you define um the kind of material which you deal with and if i can say that it's it's trash or i don't know i've been just following your work very yeah. recently <laughs> but if you can highlight uh, what how do you define the material that you work with yeah um i would say like to most people it would be considered trash mm-hmm. or anything that anyone would throw away to them it would be trash it would differ from a person to person but to me there is no trash it's all raw materials so you might throw away a plastic phone or something or a phone or a hair dryer or something but to me this is plastic this is, there is uh, a board inside there are wires there are metals there is a piece of uh, switch there so i don't see it as trash at all but it is maybe um not raw raw material because it has been produced but it is to me it's raw material that i can use to make something else with it mm-hmm. so it's it's uh nothing is trash for me mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't throw away anything mm-hmm. so do you do you consider your work to be like act of upcycling i mean uh, if it's not then what is it and if it is then what is it <laughs> it is what it is i i don't know i try to uh try to find a label for it some people say i reuse things some say i upcycle um what the do re- labels really matter what it is or what kind of thing mm-hmm. it is i just i like to um think of it as i am maybe bringing something to life something that people considered was the end of life to it and they considered it they threw it away and it's gone forever when in reality it's not actually gone at all uh, and i try to give it another chance and bring it back to life sort of <laughs> look sounds creepy but it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> no i mean i want to understand because uh, see recycling has a typical connotation to it right yeah. similarly upcycling is always uh, giving back to the society or giving back into the community yeah. of what is uh, was discarded probably earlier mm. so that's where the question is coming from is it like uh, uh, is it purely mm. recycling or is it mix of that or are you still exploring well uh, it, it would Uh, okay so recycling is when you have to uh get the product back to 
uh, turn it back to raw materials. So if it's plastic, you would crush it and then melt it, and then it would go again in the whole cycle. So this is recycling. So obviously what I do is not recycling. Upcycling is uh, you slightly change the material, uh, so you're not completely transforming it back into its raw material state, mm. but you're just uh, maybe like if it's uh, plastic bags, you can melt it down a bit, but you don't turn them back to uh, petals, uh, I think this is what, or like resins mm -hmm. again. So this is upcycling. Maybe what I do is more of reusing, so you don't change anything in the state of the material itself, and you take it as it is, but change it in like cut it up or re- uh, what is it called? Like redistribute it or rearrange it to create something else. Mm -hmm. So this is... In Egypt, um, most people mix all these up. So people say I'm recycling when I'm not, I'm not recycling because I'm not changing back the material to its origin. It's origin form. Maybe some things could be considered that I am upcycling or reusing. I think it's, it's yeah, it's at the cusp of, yeah. Yeah, but... I understand now, like, what yeah. you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. And what made you connect stop motion mm -hmm. and deassembling things uh, to be an interesting exploration i mean uh, what is the process like i mean i just started yeah. off with the question but if you can just also yeah. tell us what exactly do you do yeah uh, so the whole thing started my whole tinker friday project started as a coincidence i did not plan to make stop motion videos or i didn't even know that i can do stop motion animation but I wanted to explore, um, I love taking products apart and I wanted to explore this. I wanted to um, know more about products. I studied industrial design and I wanted to know, okay, why are all these broken products that I've been collecting from markets and from friends, why aren't, aren't they functioning anymore? Do we actually need them in the first place or not? How do they work in the first place? And how are they assembled, deassembled? What's the production like? So it was basically a research, uh, more of a research project. And for every product, this is what I did. I, I decided that I'm going to um, make it be consistent. So I chose Fri Friday is the weekend when the weekend starts in Egypt. So I decided that every Friday I'm going to pick one of these products that I've been collecting. And I'm going to research about it. I take it apart. I see how it's worked. First, I make like um, uh, an educated guess about how it, how it works. Um, most of the time, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then I search online. I see how it's manufa usually manufactured, uh, what, what would be the common malfunction uh, that makes it end up in trash. Um, I, I think of do we really need this product in the first place or not? And I also, it would be different, uh, most of the products we have in Egypt would be the different, different than the products that are sold in US or Germany or products in India. So most of the products we have in Egypt are of lower grade products because then they would be really cheap. They're low quality and low grade. So, but it, fit, it fits a huge market need because not everyone can afford this, but they are, manufactured to not last that long mm -hmm. so they only function for like uh, maybe uh, if you'd be lucky if they function for like a month so oh, i see that low yeah okay. yeah yeah that low obviously it depends on the type of product also yeah depends on the type the TVs of product may not be like that low <laughs> no type of products but like the most um like uh, plug converters 
these always burn out. So the, the ones that are made in China, maybe Turkey uh, are a bit better. Japan would be even better. And there's a difference between like um, lower quality and lower grade. Grade is like, um, like I wouldn't make a disposable plastic bottle in high quality. This doesn't, I would make it in lower grade because it's only used and disposed. Hmm. The idea of plastic <laughs> cups anyways is like, hmm. doesn't make any sense, but you wouldn't make a high quality, um, uh, use high quality for something disposable. But, but this is how it is. Most of the products we get in Egypt, uh, the ones that end up like in huge amounts, uh, end up in trash are of low quality because mm -hmm. they are cheap and people have to buy them. Um, but what made you got into it? I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a mainstream thing, right? You deconstruct. I mean, as a kid, you do that just for your curiosity. Yeah. But uh, nobody thinks really of uh, deconstructing it and understanding and then putting out uh, your learnings and observations mm. to the people, right? Uh, online yeah. maybe or other places. Yeah. So what uh, was that? I noticed that um, in many of my, my, like not many, I didn't do it as often, but I started to notice that I really love taking products apart. We had, when I was studying industrial design, my first uh, project in Malaysia was reverse engineering. This is when uh, you take an already known product and you take it apart and you, then you reverse engineer. So you, you go from like the end product to the beginning and then you design a new version of it uh, not starting from scratch like something that doesn't exist at all mm. um, and I, I remember I really loved this and then I noticed that in every job uh, I, um, I took on even if it wasn't product design related I still find a way to take a product apart <laughs> and mm. make it part of my job like part of my research um, and then I, when I, uh, when I finished uh, studying, I went back to Egypt and I started getting, you know, all these jobs. Uh, I started in product design doing um, work that was related to my field, but then I slowly uh, started working in other jobs that were not design, even design related. But I felt that it's okay, I'm going to explore and uh, this is what is an opportunity for me now in Egypt. There are not, not a lot of product design jobs in Egypt, so I took on whatever job. And me personally, I'm a person who likes to try things out. I don't mind changing my um, field of work um, I like, uh, like I, I would, I don't mind learning a bit of photography or animation, obviously. Or <laughs> uh, one summer I'm writing in magazines, another one I'm doing maybe candles or something. I'm just all over the place and I like learning lots of things. I'm not like a d um, deep learner where I just take one uh, field and just know everything, specialize in it, but I'm a bit of a broad learner so I like to learn a bit of everything mm -hmm. uh, more like a generalist yeah I'm a generalist <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, so after some years like this this all random jobs happened in like four years I found myself in a really really weird not weird job like for someone else it would be completely normal but it's, it wasn't a design job it wasn't something I liked and it was like not me at all. <laughs> I was like, how did I even end up there? 
So I decided that I'm, I really want to fix this and I'm not gonna keep exploring because maybe I'm not meant to find this thing that we're told, find your passion or this one thing you want to do accidentally. Maybe it's not there yet and mm -hmm. maybe it's not there yet because I'm gonna start it. So I, I got really excited and I started to think of, okay, what can I do now? And I literally got out a pen and paper and wrote down, okay, what's, I want to find like something, it must be like something very simple and it had to be like, I wrote down all the things I wanted to do or like all the criteria and this simple thing had like 14 things that it had to be, like it had to be, uh, I, I would love to do something that solves a problem, something that uh, my community would understand or something that uh, uh, would pay the bills, for example, something that uh, would change, like, the world. <laughs> Too big. But, like, you know, all these criteria. And then, of course, it was really complicated and I thought, no, like, a simple thing would not have all this. So I decided to pick just one thing of all this uh, list. And once I did this, it became, like, super simple it was literally in front of me the whole time and i i decided that if i had to do one thing my whole life it would be something i love and then i was it was literally in front of me i was looking at one box with all these broken products and i looked at it and i was like I love taking products apart. I noticed that I really love doing it. And if I would spend my whole life doing one thing, it would be taking products apart. <laughs> okay, so now I don't know how I'm going to turn this into a career. I don't know how I'm going to make money out of it. I don't know how it's going to solve a problem or anything. But I was like, okay, I'm, let's try this. I'm going to decide. Just follow to, your, yeah, yeah. Just follow it and see how, where would this lead. Sure, sure. Yeah, and yeah. this is how it started. <laughs> cool. Uh, and is there any uh, conscious effort of showing uh, environmentally correct use of objects, uh, which people tend to discard, or thereby the uh, thereby showcasing their value? I mean, uh, is it just still a fun exercise for you, or uh, are you trying to illustrate a story of deconstructing and constructing? Uh, or maybe humanizing the products, mm. uh, objects which you are deconstructing. Mm. So uh, thereby narrating the object's uh, mm. point of view, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, when there yeah, is a, yeah. say you, you broke, you break a uh, mm. bottle, right? Mm. Is there a conscious effort to share mm. a story that I used to be a container or I can do this and yeah, so on and so forth? Um, firstly, to be honest, it wasn't really about what I wanted, uh, what I wanted to show people it was more about me and my process mm -hmm. so I, I wasn't like okay people want to see this so I'm gonna do it it was really just a research so I it, no, I'm, it I'm, depended uh, when I say people yeah, is yeah, not out there in public but at least your friends and family where you're like when you're broken down a thing a yeah, typical yeah, reaction would be why no, don't no, you no, do no. that I understand what you mean I mean like um it's not in a sense that it was a series that was constant and it had one message, mm -hmm. but it all depended on the product and my research of it and what uh, was interesting to me in that research. So, for example, um, uh, like there's, uh, it depends on the research. Like one uh, hair, hair dryers, for example, I always questioned 
do we actually need all these hair dryers and why do they tell us in our uh, uh, Arab culture that uh, it's considered that long, uh, you know, straight hair is equals good hair and short curly hair equals bad hair. And so when I took it apart, this is what I saw. I saw a, a character that has her curly hair and doesn't want to straighten their hair. And this is the message that came out. So it depends. It's all different than, um, it's all different. Sometimes the the ideas that come out are are really doesn't have a message to it. Some, sometimes it's more about a creative practice that I've been doing because I, I had to do this. I, um, I said to myself, I want to be consistent. And I, I did it every single Friday for like a year and a half. So every time I would pick something random, I have no idea what's inside. Uh, I have no idea how it works, how it's all put together. And it was just uh, also a very ch a challenging exercise to come up with ideas constantly every single week and animate it and work on it. So it, it definitely was a creative exercise as well as researching about the products and the industry and e-waste and waste in general. Also learning stop motion and being able to um, um, tell, the story. tell a story. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so I have one last question. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then I have two follow-up very fun type questions, just okay. quick questions. So uh, the last one is like, since you are experimenting and mm. uh, this particular domain which you have got into mm. uh, is also quite new to me at least, right? Uh, so uh, how did it land up giving you some commissioned work? Mm. I mean, uh, if you can share some example, any case study, uh, which could be helpful because mm. people are curious, right? They are, uh, they want to explore continuously, yeah. but they are not very sure that their exploration mm. will lead up, lead to a uh, uh, a commission work or a job uh, so how mm. like I believe you have done some commission work as well uh, yes so, so the answer to this question might be uh, first part satisfactory second part <laughs> not so much mm. so when I first started I wasn't really I didn't know what I was doing uh, but I did uh, like not what was I I was I didn't know what I was doing but I, I also didn't know what I wanted to do uh, so I started um, getting commissions around like six months in or eight months in of doing all this. My work started to being uh, seen more and the project as a whole uh, was featured in uh, various magazines and interviews and all this with, which brought me work. Uh, mostly was, uh, some was related to the kind of work uh, not stop motion in general, but would be like a company that sees, oh, uh, this type of product, uh, we have a similar product and we want to deconstruct it and maybe Dina Amin can do something like this, turn it to something else and animate it. Uh, and, and some of it was pure stop motion uh, work, which was mostly advertising. Um, and I did both because, mm -hmm. of course, you need, you need to pay the bills. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's because very to. tough, right? If you're like buying a That's, camera and yeah. the, no camera yes, company exactly. will come you and tell you that you oh, like you deconstruct like our, uh, because you have deconstructed so many cameras, uh. <laughs> uh, you deconstruct ours and like, it's uh. not like, it's not a very... Uh, no, it, it could be, it could be. Uh, In what context? Sorry? In what context it will be? I mean, just to understand because... 
there are rules and regulations regarding mm-hmm. a brand also right you can't show a particular brand the uh, way uh, uh, carson yesterday showed that the car cannot be on top of the uh, 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 ocean right yeah, so yeah. so on those lines because yeah but this is the thing stop motion is is actually an illusion you mm-hmm. i'm not showing you every single thing i'm actually um cheating mm. you and mm. <laughs> making you think you saw something that is not real so it's not that if i want to if they want to show like uh, every single part they can just lay it out and take a photo of it but this is not really the the intention of it mm-hmm. uh, but i have been approached and actually one of the clients was uh, india from india i'm not going to say which one but it was a big brand and they wanted me to deconstruct their products uh, for an e-waste campaign Mm-hmm. um and turn it into something else so this is kind of like uh, they wanted to uh, it was appropriate because they wanted to um promote this um uh, e-waste system that they were they were doing collection system that they were doing so it was fitting the message that they wanted to send mm-hmm. um so sometimes it fits sometimes it's completely different than my messages through my work or um the cre- cre- being a creative job in general at the beginning you have to pay the bills mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you manage that it. part because uh, last year i did uh i was like okay i'm just going to do the jobs uh you, you let's face it face it it's not like a, a dream like no and live in the real what was the regular life. job like uh, No, it's like a regular um graphic regular, design and stuff no, like that. No, stop motion animation. Oh, I was stop still motion. doing okay, stop okay. motion animation, but you know the very um like just turning uh, milk bottles in an ad mm-hmm. or something just making them spin wasn't anything creative or it's not something that only Dina can do. It's just anyone but can yeah, do like this. Yeah, like catering for the regional market there and Yeah, it's the it's like the normal jobs that that are needed like uh, um so i did i did do it mm-hmm. uh you also learn other stuff from it like you learn how to uh how to or how not to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending yeah. on the client mm-hmm. uh you work in very tight deadlines uh and of course the, you know stop motion needs time so if you're doing stop motion really really fast you learn a lot so you have to like be quicker and it's not like you're an artist and you take like a month to do something you're like no you learn how to animate faster um so you do learn things from regular job like regular client job but it's not as satisfying as doing your own work uh so this year i decided that i want to uh take a break from client work or just not accept any work that doesn't represent me and i only because i i would do it but i would never show it on my website or or my portfolio because i didn't want more work of that sort mm-hmm. uh so i didn't put it up anywhere so i was like this is just i'm doing the work and i'm just not benefiting for from it any uh, in any way so i might as well just work on my own stuff and sure. maybe i would get work that is similar to what i'm actually do and i'm actually good at okay. um so that's the plan yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i can completely connect with it because uh like yeah doing this podcast is not my regular job uh i'm a i'm a designer by profession and then i uh, design online products oh, okay. uh and this podcast is just a philanthropic sort yeah. of a project side project which gives Fashion me project. uh <laughs> happiness also yeah. 
cool. I have like two last uh, fun questions. One is how many uh, products have you broken so far? Oh, not broken they were really oh, broken sorry. It took yeah. a deassembled so far deassembled yeah. oh my god I can't even I don't know but 52 uh, and 2 years so definitely 100 plus but I believe yeah, uh, one day it must be at least 3 to 4 right or how does it work like it depends on on what for the Tinker Friday series that I was doing uh, I took apart one every Friday. Uh, by the end of it, my stop motion videos were becoming more more elaborate, so it took me longer times to animate it. So my, my last video that I did last year took a whole month to do, so it was only one, one product. But I do other projects as well with uh, products, disassemble the parts and I turn them into something else, maybe in some proje uh, projects I, I wanted to learn more about hardware and uh, how to use all these parts and try to recreate something else with it. So I'm o I'm always taking things apart. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, it would definitely be hundreds of products. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to tell our listeners that uh, uh, when she writes Dina, oh. I mean, uh, D is small. And in yeah. fact, uh, that's written on her website as well, yeah. that she has a problem. I won't get into that. I would like to ask you, how do you deal with autocorrect and grammar fixes? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have autocorrect off anyway on my phones and all this because um, mostly because yeah whatever my name itself it would be autocorrected Dina Ahmed so for Arabic Arabic words and all this always gets autocorrected and we sometimes also write Arabic in Latin alphabet Correct. so it always gets autocorrected so I just shut it shut it off mm -hmm. um, and but the funny thing is like the um, uh, what is it called? The auto detect. What is it called? The auto correct. Uh, 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 like the demo interpretation fix. and the keyboard interpretation always writes my name with a lower Z because mm -hmm. I've written it so much. So whenever yeah. I just write, it learns over time. Dina, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smartphones. You know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think this is a good note to end this. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for giving your time. Yeah, uh, thank you for on having like, me. Yeah, yeah, and people have to follow you or your work. Uh, how do? What's the best mm -hmm. way to connect with you, uh, collaborate with you, and any mm -hmm. any possible connections from India to? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it, just probably just follow your work. That's that's a yeah, yeah. I'm I'm most act I don't do all social media. Uh, I'm most active on uh, Instagram, and definitely the my website would be the best way to reach me. Send me an email, and yeah. I answer. <laughs> and Instagram handle is uh, at. Uh, it's Dina dot a dot Amin. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Dina. Thank uh, you so and much. Uh, yeah, I hope to uh, have you again on Audio Gan someday where you. uh, you've done like 10x deassembling of us. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.